Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the very first Imago Nutrition podcast episode. We're so excited you're listening. Thank you so much. Um, we have, uh, well, first of all, we got to give a shout out to that song you just heard. Those are our friends over in Happy Pill Band. Um, the song is Thinking About Food, and uh, we're pretty much always thinking about food over here on the Imago Nutrition Podcast, so we could not think of a better song to kick us off. And so uh, with that, we have a fun first episode in store. We've got a powerful topic, I think, a great question from um, one of our social media listeners, and we're going to be talking a bit about meal planning for both healthy weight loss for adults, as well as good nutrition choices for children. So there's quite a bit to unpack there. Um, and we're going to do our best to give you some clear and concise wisdom and some actionable next steps that you can take right now um, in terms of meal planning, again, for both uh, perhaps some adult weight loss strategies, but then also healthy nutrition choices for children, which we love because we're all about both the individual and the family here. And so with that, by the way, if you want to submit a question, uh, you can head over to our website, Imago Nutrition. That's I-M-A-G-O, Imago Nutrition.com slash podcast. So imagonutrition.com slash podcast, and you can submit a question right there, um, and it, we will try our best to get to as many questions as possible with these episodes. Um, so if you want your question to be answered on a podcast episode, be sure to head over there and submit your question. So with that, I've been talking the whole time. I haven't allowed Danielle to talk. And so um, I'll do a quick introduction and, and then Danielle will do the same before we jump in. But if you don't know me, my name is Mark Glesney. Um, I am the founder of Imago Nutrition and um, I am certified in nutrition science from the Stanford Center for Health Education at Stanford University and have been working in the coaching, nutrition coaching, both in an official and unofficial capacity. I've been doing nutrition coaching probably for about 15 years now. So, um, and Danielle is with us as well. So I'll toss it over to Danielle so you can hear from her too. Hi, I'm Danielle. I'm a registered dietitian and I've been working for a lot, 11 years and um, just excited to get started. Awesome. And though we have the same last name, we are not married. We are brother and sister-in-law. So Danielle is married to my brother. Um, and you guys actually live, so we're in Tennessee right now, both of us, but you guys do not live in Tennessee. So where are you guys? St. Louis, Missouri. So they we're are here for Louis spring break. Area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you guys just came down last night and we're like, you know what? What better way to record our first episode than when we're in person? Uh, we are in different rooms because we're brand new to podcasting and we realized trying to record in the same room was a bit weird with two microphones. I'm sure all the people listening know more than us about podcasting. They're like, oh, amateurs, you got to either split up or you got to have a mixer or something like that. We're just like, eh, I'll just go into a different room and figure it out. So um, yeah, so we're actually in the same house, but this will not be norm for the most part. For the, for the <laughs> most part, our podcasts are going to be uh, recorded remotely. So with Danielle being in St. Louis, and then we live just south of Nashville in Tennessee. So it's fun to have you guys in town and fun to do this first episode together. So with that, um, we've got a great question. I'm going to do less talking moving forward, a little more poking and prodding um, at Danielle's wisdom and expertise. Um, and so we've got a question from Richard in California. That he said, what are some ways to build meal plans that fit my family, support healthy weight loss for adults, and good nutrition choices 
for our 11 year old. So there's quite a bit to unpack there. So we've got meal planning, we've got healthy adult weight loss consideration, but we also have a child in the mix. And so we will of course want to move toward good nutrition choices for them and all the complexities that come with that. So um, with that, I'm gonna toss it over to our registered dietitian nutritionist extraordinaire, Danielle, to start us on this topic. Well, it is a great question, Richard. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, the first thing I would recommend is just avoiding diets. They are for short-term success and uh, they can lead to unhealthy relationship with food for kids and adults. Um, so if you have a list of good and bad foods in your head, your child will learn that list. Um, even if you, you know, obviously are not trying to do that. Um, so what I mean by good and bad foods is um, just treating all foods as best you can as equal. And we'll get into that a little bit more here. Um, so practicing uh, portion control and enjoying the foods and showing modeling to your kids how to enjoy those higher calorie foods um, instead of avoiding them. The second would be to make a list of nutrient dense foods that you and your family um, enjoy. Danielle, could you could you explain that nutrient dense? Because a lot of times people think because you mentioned high calorie earlier and then nutrient dense. Sorry to cut you off, but um, a lot of people I've I've learned associate those two. When they hear nutrient dense, they think high calorie. Could you explain just real quick the nutrient dense side of things? Yes. So a nutrient dense food is actually one that's packed with vitamins, minerals, fiber, and protein, and then and lower in sodium and added sugar. Um, so, you know, we do have a grocery list that's available, uh, free, and it has all of those nutrient dense foods, um, for you to check out if you'd like. Um, but once again, not thinking of all the other foods that are not on that list as bad foods. Um, so thanks Mark. Um, the second thing is to, um, have that list of nutrient dense foods and then also have a list of foods you're willing to try in different ways. So the, what I mean by that is the goal is to have as much variety as possible in that category of nutrient dense foods. So for example, if I only liked one vegetable and one or two fruits, I would probably really quickly burn out on fruits and vegetables. Um, so foods vary greatly in taste based on how they are served, steamed, grilled, raw, roasted, etc. So you need to work really hard in finding the preparation that is best for you. Um, it might be different for, um, you know, obviously for different foods. So if your, your variety is low, um, or you might consider yourself a picky eater, then that's when you really need to hardcore, um, look for different ways to make the food so you can enjoy them. And so I'm not thinking about like a magic recipe that's going to make you love the food, although that can happen. I'm thinking about more so turning the hate of a food into an indifference and then that mm. indifference of a food into kind of good. And mm. then that kind of good into, yes, I enjoy this. Um, so obviously that's gonna take time and practice. Um, some personal examples, uh, my husband, Jared, uh, Mark's brother, Jared, um, <laughs> he didn't like salmon when we first got married and <gasps> I did find an Asian citrus salmon recipe and he did fall in so love with it. I was so disappointed to him. I didn't know that about my brother. He didn't like salmon, come on. <laughs> Uh, so then the next one is, uh, green bell peppers. That was like mm. my least favorite food. And mm. he 
said that was his favorite vegetable. So obviously I wanted to have it in the house for him. And then when I ran out of mine, I, my different colors are my favorite are the red, yellow, and orange. You know, I tried his to see if I can start to like it. And now it's still not my favorite, but I can still enjoy it. Um, another example is quinoa. If you think of quinoa, it has like a texture that's maybe not super kid friendly. Um, so instead of giving your child like a quinoa salad or a quinoa bowl, um, you'll have more success maybe putting that ingredient in a food. So like baked oatmeal is a really great recipe to uh, put the quinoa in there and they can really enjoy that. Um, so next is taking all those foods and building a plate. Okay. So thinking of half your plate as produce, fourth year plate protein, and a fourth year plate carbohydrate. Now there are plenty of mixed dishes that, you know, can fit into that. So it doesn't have to be all separated on your plate that can be overwhelming and boring. Um, so, you know, like stuffed peppers is a great example. You have your, um, high fiber grain, like brown rice or barley. Then you have your, um, protein in there. Um, and then the bell pepper, the vehicle is going to really, um, bump up that veggie for that plate. Um, so lastly, the frequency and portions. Okay. So how I like to think about this is one practicing mindful eating habits. So if we're creating all foods as equal, we do need to make sure we're slowing down, chewing well, um, avoiding screens is a huge one for our culture. Um, so you can really pay attention. Am I feeling satisfied with this? Do I actually like this food? Um, am I feeling full more quickly because it's higher in calories? Um, so you can adjust your portions as you go. And, um, and Danielle, did you say avoiding screens? Uh, did I catch that correctly? Yes. Oh, what is that? Correct. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know uh, that is. No phones at the table. No phones oh, at the screens. table. Oh, screens. Okay. Okay. Yep. No TV. Yeah. Those types of things. Gotcha. Even a book. I know it's not technically a screen, but people sometimes if they're eating alone, they want to read too. Um, so you're just really not paying attention as much mm. of what you're putting in your body. So you don't really know if you're satisfied or still hungry. Um, so can lead, lead to less satisfaction at the meal. Mm, amazing. So... What I like to think about for frequency um, is kind of like a, a grade in school, okay? So if you want to give your, your health an A, then 90% of the time you're going to be serving those nutrient-dense foods. If you want to give your, your uh, health a B plus, then 85% of the time you're going to be ser serving yourself some nutrient-dense foods, serving your family, I'm sorry. Um, so mm. that's what I got for you today. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the, on the mindful eating thing, I have, when I work with clients on mindful eating, a lot of times I take them through like sort of a mental picture of like sitting down and eating. What does this look like? So I start from the very beginning. Right. And so this is, um, again, kind of back to that adult side of healthy weight loss. And we know just slowing down the process is one ways. And we'll talk about energy balance here in a second too, because that's one of my favorite topics. I have to talk about energy balance. Um, but I love what you said about just, just the mindful eating. That's something that I've been fascinated with and work with a lot of folks on as well. And thinking about a couple of things. So one, before you even eat a meal, drinking a glass of water, right? Like there is, there is something so powerful about hydration. A lot of times when your body is reaching for food, it's reaching for the hydration contained within the food, right? Particularly carbohydrates. So one is thinking about a nice big glass of water before you sit down. Then sit down to have this meal. meal food is a good thing. Food is a great thing. Food is an amazing thing. So we want to sit down and we want to say, I love food so much that I'm going to take my time to enjoy it, 
right? Like we want a good movie to last, right? We want a good meal to last. And so this is actually about appreciating food more, not less, right? That nutritional strategy behind mindful eating, I think actually causes us to awaken to like more beauty of food rather than like less. So big glass of water, sit down. And then, you know, uh, Danielle talked about kind of how to think about your plate or how to think about some of the, the nutrients on the plate. But think about just the physical act of eating, right? So picking up your fork or your spoon, taking just one delicious bite. And then what I tell people is put the fork down, right? In between every bite, put the fork down and chew slowly. Like this is where it starts to get like amazing because you're just like, I'm going to actually just think about the food I'm eating more than things around me or shoveling it so I can get done and get going or whatnot. And just thinking about the texture, thinking about the flavor, thinking about the different nuances of that food. Chew it thoroughly, swallow it, enjoy it. Take another drink of water or whatever you're having with your meal, right? You do that every time and you slow the meal process down. We know, um, and Daniel, I don't know if you have a number in mind. I hear everything from 20 to 30 minutes for the body to recognize that it's not full, but satisfied, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to extend that meal. So take your time so your body has time to say, oh man, I'm actually being nurtured. I'm actually being um, fulfilled. I'm being satisfied. It's not that I'm full, I'm stuffed. It's just that I can reach a point of not being hungry. And that's different too. That's one way to manage your intake um, just with mindful eating. And so you repeat that process. You know, the other thing is, you know, there's some tips and tricks about using eight and a half inch plates, you know, uh, not going back for seconds. Chances are you can fit on an eight and a half plate enough calories for an adult. Trust me, I do it every day, right? Um, And going and having dessert, having dessert, having one dessert, but not three, you know, that sort of thing. And that starts to lead to more mindful eating that lends itself toward uh, uh, what's known as a negative energy bounce. So that was me opening my own door to walk through it to talk about energy bounce. So real quick, energy balance, it's one of my favorite topics because what it really does is kind of level the playing field a bit. And so keying off what Danielle said, um, energy balance is the single determinant of weight change in organisms. And what I mean by this is this, is that when we hear the term calorie, maybe you're like me, and when you heard the term calorie over and over, you think of food. You think of essentially what is matter, right? Like I can see matter. And so when we think of calories, we immediately start thinking of food and what we see is matter, but calorie is actually a unit of energy, okay? And there's a law, not a theory. There's a law, not a diet. There's a law, not a TikTok influencer. There's a law known as the law of energy conservation. And this states, I think, you know, in the American public school system, we probably learned this in like second grade or something like that which is that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be converted or stored, right? So we don't create energy in our body. We also can't destroy energy in our body. What we can do is we can either convert it into work, right? Some sort of work, or we're gonna store it. So what this means is that for all of human history, If anyone has ever lost weight, it is because they consumed less energy than they expended in a day. So if they took in 2000 calories or think of them as 200 or 2000 energy points and they used 2500 energy points that day, their body would have to cover the difference, therefore pulling from stores to create that work. 
but it can't destroy that energy and it didn't create that energy. So all said and done, if you bring in 2,000 calories in a day and you expend 2,500 calories a day on average over time, the body will lose weight. Again, this is a law. There are a lot of things that go into how your body balances energy. Hormones, body composition, height, weight, sex, gender, all this sort of stuff. We're, I mean, just exercise, et cetera, et cetera. However, the fundamental principle at play is energy balance. And so if you create a sustainable negative energy balance, less calories in than calories expended over time, the body will lose weight. The inverse is also true. If you bring in 2,500 calories every day and only expend 2,000, your body has 500 additional energy points at the end of the day. It didn't create them. It can't destroy them. It didn't convert it into work. So what is it going to do? It's going to store them. And that is why body fat is really just stored energy, right? That's really what it is. And so energy balance to me is when, uh, so Richard, when you asked about weight loss, that is the mechanism. There is a lot. Now, I'm, I'm not saying weight loss is easy, but I am saying technically it's simple, but it's not easy. And there are a lot of nuances that go into it. So don't, don't hear me wrong on that. However, um, to lose weight over time, someone needs to create a sustained negative energy balance. So what are some ways to do that? What we have been talking about is some of the natural, more uh, mindful ways of doing that. Slowing down, feeling satisfied, drinking more water, eating nutrient dense, but that doesn't mean high calorie foods. It's going to keep you fuller longer on fewer calories. Technically, that's one way you can sort of intuitively create this negative energy balance. If that seems daunting to just do guesswork as an adult, not a child, I'm not recommending this for the 11 year old, but as an adult, what you can start to do, and by the way, it's 2022, it has never been easier in the history of mankind to understand the calories you're taking in, to track them and to do something about it, okay? So this is not 80 years ago or 40 years ago where we didn't really know, right? We know so much now and have so many tools at our hands that it is very, very easy to understand what's coming in versus what's going out. Simplest way to do this um, is to download a free app, whether it's uh, um, Lose It, which I love that app, I hate the name. I wish they would change it to Lose It because not everyone's goal is to lose it. Um, but it's Lose It app or there's My Fitness Pal. And what you can do is start to just simply track your food. And we have seen research that says even just journaling your food starts to cause sort of a natural parameter in our habits that we have to write down the food we eat. Like people go from eating two slices of cheesecake to one when they just have to write down what they eat. No one told them they couldn't have two. They just naturally like, well, if I have to write this down, then maybe I should only do one. There's something in our psychology about journaling it. Nowadays, we can just do that on an app. And the cool thing is, is you can just scan barcodes now. You can slug in food. There is crowdsourced information in these apps that pull from national databases. If it's a registered food, it's probably already in there. If it's not a registered food, chances are someone has already entered something like it. Like just put in chicken taco. Like there's many versions in there. Is it gonna be 100% accurate every time? No but you're gonna to start to learn your calorie intake. And then there's different mechanisms, of course, to learn your output, okay? Um, that's probably a, a podcast, a separate episode, um, is, is just understanding the, 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 the ins and the outs of the intake versus the expenditure. And that's a really fun conversation. But all said and done, just know, Richard, that in order to create weight loss, you do have to establish a consistent negative energy balance in a healthy way, in a sustainable way. And that's what we work with our clients on all the time, whether it's as, you know, uh, technological is using an app and tracking data, et cetera, et cetera, or it's implementing some of these more mindful eating strategies and 
portion control strategies and food control strategies focusing on 80, 90% nutrient dense, you know, and when we talk about nutrient dense foods, we're talking about lean proteins and dairies. We're talking about fruits and veggies. You can't go wrong. If anyone says any fruit or any vegetable is unhealthy, run from them, run for the hills, right? We're talking whole grains. Uh, we're talking nuts and seeds. All right. So again, lean protein and dairy, fruits and veggies, whole grains, nuts and seeds. I mean, if you focus on those things alone, you're going to get highly, highly nutrient-dense foods into your system, which is going to satisfy you. You're going to be less hungry, right? You are likely, likely, not absolutely, but likely to start moving in the direction of a negative energy balance because you're just full. You're just full more, and it's less calories to eat a ton of bell peppers, which I do. I love bell peppers. I love my veggie plate every day. Lots of cucumbers, lots of bell peppers, and they fill me up, and it's like it's so few calories. It's amazing. And I do a little hummus at times too, but all that's to say that's really the mechanism. So I just wanted to kind of clarify the mechanism because there isn't sort of a magical thing you can do to make yourself start losing weight. You, it, there are, there are um, principles in place. The law of conservation of energy is in place. The first law of thermodynamics, which the, cons the law of conservation of energy feeds into the first law of thermodynamics. That's, that's where it comes from. So all said and done, I just had to jump in on energy balance. That will probably be a whole entirely different episode at some point, which will be fun. But um, anything else, Danielle? So, I mean, you talked about, you said, I've got it. You talked about um, avoiding diets, which we agree on. You know, we launched this, this company and the first headline that we used on our website was like, you don't need another diet, you need a coach, right? We are, um, we are evidence-based in our approach. We are scientifically driven, right? But diets are fads. Um, they are controlling. They are often misinformed. So I love that first point about avoiding diets, avoiding the good-bad paradigm. Um, food is a good thing. It's, a, it's an original thing from God himself, right? In Genesis 1, he created food. It's a good thing. You talked about listing those nutrient-dense foods um, and foods to try in different ways, right? And start approaching that. I love that spectrum. What was that spectrum you said from like objecting to the food, moving into, can you repeat that? Yeah. So, um, it don't like the food, indifferent to the food. It's like, I don't yeah. like it, but I don't really, you know, hate it. Um, and indifference to it's okay. And then, uh, yes, I enjoy the food. So it's not that you're going to enjoy every food, um, right. but as much variety as you can, is going to make you feel like you're not on a diet. You're not trying to stick to a certain plan. I did have another thing, Mark, um, going mm -hmm. back to like the kids. Um, so for kids, you are, you know, focusing, going to be focusing on just providing the right foods, um, mm. whatever percentage of the time, 90, 80%. Um, and then they are in control of their portions. So mm. they need to listen to their own bodies. They need to, um, you know, ask for more or not eat a certain food on the plate. That's totally fine. And we can make mm. this another whole episode because it's yeah. my favorite topic. Um, but yes, the, the kids are in, in control of their own portions and that kind of frees you up. You're not, you know, monitoring their portions. You get to focus on your meal, um, as best you can without running for something else in the kitchen. And that, um, that that's huge, right, Danielle? Like uh, we're both parents, right? So you've got, you've got kids. Talk about your kids real quick. Uh-huh. Um, Graham, my oldest will, um, is almost seven and my youngest is almost five. So, and, and we have three, so we have right now 12, nine and six, it's about to be 12, 10 and six. But as parents, I think we all at some point are like, 
you have to finish your plate or you have to finish that, right? And, but we were the ones that gave the portion and then we're enforcing the finishing of the portion, right? So would you say that's a, that's a pretty big... Um, a pretty big learning for us as parents is to allow the child to, to, to lead on the portion size. Absolutely. It's, it's within, it's with good intentions. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't want your child to be starving in 30 minutes or this is the meal time and they're just not hungry yet. So they will get on your schedule. Sometimes they get off, right? If they're out at school or, you know, at a, um, they'll get off of your schedule eventually at times. Um, but yeah, just let them choose their portions and stop when they're feeling satisfied. So they're not uh, um, ignoring those God-given cues of when to stop mm. um, and when to, you know, keep eating. So I think there was one more. Let me see if I can think of it. Um, For the kids specifically? I know your yeah, third point there was... was kind of on frequency and portions, but. Yeah. Well. Maybe I guess we'll episode. give it to you another day. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, you did mention that we have a, a, a I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, we do have a, what we call a starter grocery list that we house on our website. It's completely free. Just put in your email. We'll email it to you automatically. And what that does is that breaks out by section, like produce, freezer, pantry. We, when we first made this list of foods, I had it listed by macronutrient. And Danielle, for all the ladies listening, Danielle was like, no one shops by macronutrient, Mark. Like, this is absurd. You have to, like, have the freezer section, the pantry section, the produce <laughs> section, the meat, seafood. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I'm like, here's all your proteins. Here's all your carbs. Here's all your fats, right? So what we did is we put together a starter grocery list. And what this is is that's where Danielle and I put our heads together. We put our years of knowledge and coaching and counseling together. And we said, all right, if we – Though we don't dictate what foods people choose, uh, we're not in that business. But a lot of people do come to like, okay, that's great. But I, I need a place to start. Where do I, how do I start shopping for better foods? What are those foods? And what we did is we put together not an exhaustive list by any means. There's just too many foods in the world to put together an exhaustive list. But we put together a starter grocery list that has exactly what we're talking about, which is a list of lean proteins, dairies, whole grains, fruits and veggies, seeds and nuts, and it's these nutrient-dense foods so that you can – it's not just out there in the nebulous. Well, I listen to this podcast. Now I need to go roaming the earth looking for nutrients foods. We have a document that literally lists them all out by section. You can get that. Just go to imagonutrition.com slash free. That's just where we're going to start housing some free documents. I think there's two up there right now. One is about high-protein, high-fiber breakfasts. The other one is our starter grocery list, okay? So just go there, download that, uh, print it out, just take it to the grocery store, and like Danielle said, start looking for those foods that, oh, I love all these, go get those, right? And then start thinking, well, that one, uh, I don't know, maybe that goes on your I'm going to try it list because it's nutrient-dense, it's really healthy, maybe that's something I need to be stretched on. So I'm glad you did mention that earlier, but I wanted people to know. So you can go to Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O, nutrition.com slash free, and you can get the starter grocery list. So that's that. Anything else, Danielle? As we, I think we're coming to the close of our first episode. We made it. I hope I clicked record. Uh, if not, it's yeah. going to be really awkward. We're going to have to do this again. But <laughs> It's National Nutrition Month, so happy National Nutrition Month. Oh, that's March. right. So we're recording this in March of 2022. Um, and so National Nutrition Month, I didn't even realize that. Well, terrific. And we launched our business officially on March 28th of 2021. So I'm glad we barely snuck it into National Nutrition Month. <laughs> Thank goodness. We didn't plan that. I would like to say I planned it, but um, that was by half a chance. So. <laughs>
Awesome. Anything else on your end before I kind of wrap this up? No. Thank you. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks again, Richard, for the question. Again, if you have a question, if you're hearing this and you've got that one burning question you want to know um, that you've heard so many differing opinions on, uh, we will uh, do our best to get to as many questions as we can with these upcoming podcast episodes. And so, again, if you want to submit a question, head over to Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O, nutrition.com slash podcast. Um, and while you're at it, um, if this was helpful to you, um, we're honored that you're here. We're honored that you're listening. If you wouldn't mind uh, subscribing to the podcast, of course, you could leave a rating and a review for us. That always helps other people find the podcast as well. And then if, if you've got someone in mind that you're like, this single episode, this one episode would help my one friend, uh, just do us a favor and share this episode with them. We're just trying to help as many people as we can. Um, our, our mantra at the company at Imago Nutrition is serving people and changing lives with nutrition. And so if we can serve you guys or some of your friends and your family with um, the, the information that we provide on these episodes, um, we would be grateful to do so. Um, and if you're on social media, you can follow us on any of the accounts. We've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got YouTube. Um, it's all at Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O Nutrition. And uh, we will see you out there. So with that, I'm going to tap our outro music and we're going to get out and go uh, hang out with the kids. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Thinking about food. Thinking about food.